Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey docs, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I have an interview with Krista Shutko of Fit Muscle and Joint. Uh, she is the business development manager for them, and they're out in the Kansas City area. They kind of cross two states, and we ch- chat about that a little bit, but they're up to seven locations and working on their eighth. And, you know, it's one of those clinics I've, I've admired. I've had the opportunity to uh, have dinner with a couple of the doctors there at one of my favorite restaurants, which is Q39 Barbecue. Uh, highly recommended if you're ever in the Overland Park, uh, Kansas City area. And so I've had I've had the opportunity over some years to, to get to know them and see some of their growth from afar or uh, obviously converse about that over, over dinner and drinks. And it's been cool to see an evidence-based chiropractic practice doing rehab, obviously chiropractic, um, all kinds of different therapies, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today. They're they're a chiropractic and physical therapy group, and how they collaborate and and just doing it the right ways. Whether it's branding, community outreach, marketing, hiring, talent acquisition, the the type of doctors they they have. I know four of their doctors, and so they're doing it the right way under this umbrella of evidence-based uh, chiropractic and they're scaling it. And I think that's something that we all can learn from. Even if you don't have the desire of having multiple locations, some of the information that Krista talks about today is really fundamentally great as far as marketing. And she's gonna break down online. They have like three components, online, internal, and external. And she's gonna dive into some of that. We're gonna hit on MD marketing. We're gonna talk about some of the changes they've made because of some of the external uh, community involvement's been difficult since the pandemic. We talk about some online, a lot of the different things that they do, and, and she's a, a bright mind who um, has years of marketing, went from the orthopedic uh, side of things and was doing it for orthopedic group into now uh, chiropractic slash physical therapy. So here is my interview with Krista Shutko of FIT, and we're going to really have a good conversation, and you're going to learn a lot about marketing, uh, mostly from her this time around. Enjoy. Talk to you soon. All right. Welcome to the show, Krista. I really appreciate your time today. I'm excited to get into some marketing and for a chiropractic practice that has multiple locations. But before we dive into that, tell us a little bit about yourself personally and professionally, and we'll go from there. Yeah, thanks for having me today, Kevin. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, So I started with FIT about two and a half years ago. Um, We're located in Kansas City. I actually used to work for an orthopedic office doing some of their marketing. um, And then I met FIT through them. And um, I really liked uh, the non-surgical approach to things, kind of more that preventative side, maintenance. um, You know, how can we get people feeling better without having to cut into them? Um, and so I kind of jumped ship and came over to this side and um, have been with them ever since. Um, I spend most of my days kind of out in the community trying to build networks, um, build relationships, um, finding new ways to grow the business is kind of what I do. 
Yeah, and it's been cool to see uh, Fit grow throughout the years. I've been fortunate enough to uh, meet some of the owners, and uh, I know Dr. Heatherman really well uh, also, and it's just been cool to see everything. There's a lot of moving parts, and it just seems like doing it the right way, which is which is exciting. Um, the reality of it is, in, in our profession, uh, there's not a lot of... Uh, let's call it group practices or multiple locations that are, are doing it the right way. Uh, and, and it's nice to see it being done. And I'm sure you've had an integral part of, of, of doing that. So um, right out of the gate, I wanted to look, expand a little bit about what your role is with it. I know you do a lot of the marketing community outreach. Are you also doing social media or kind of give us a little bit of what some of that looks like? Yeah, so um, pretty much all of it. Anything you can think of that has to do with marketing, I play a role in. Um, we kind of split it into three different categories here. It just kind of makes it easy for us to wrap our heads around. Um, we do online, internal, and then external. Um, and so I kind of play a role in all of that, whether it's helping designate, finding people um, and resources in the community that can kind of take on some of those tasks um, or just doing them myself. Um, so online, we're looking at anything, social media, website, blogging, newsletters, um, kind of that whole realm. Um, Google reviews, obviously, is super important um, aspect as well, making sure we're, we're on top of those, responding, getting those. Um, we all know how important um, that is these days. Um, and then internal is kind of the patient experience. Um, so making sure things go well within clinic, everything um, runs smoothly, people are happy, um, things are getting done, plan of cares are getting sent where they need to, um, patients are satisfied. And then um, also then utilizing those patients to build our network um, outside. So asking patients for referrals, kind of making sure, um, you know, we're following up with those referrals, sending thank you cards, um, almost creating more of a personal experience for our patients um, and what that looks like. And, um, you know, going into their workplaces, connecting with their primary cares, um, really using our patients to then influence our external marketing as well. Um, so that's kind of the third bracket, which is probably where we spend the majority of our time is that, or I spend the majority of my time is that external factor. Mm -hmm. um, so that's going to be, you know, meeting with physicians, meeting with gyms, trainers, trying to set up events, um, trying to coordinate events for um, our providers to go to. We do a lot of weekend events, or even during the week, we'll go to businesses, do presentations, lunch and learns, soft tissue events. Um, and then, you know, trying to find new resources like partnering with schools or um, connecting with some of your larger club teams, things like that, um, partnering with athletic trainers in the area, just um, kind of anything along those lines. Yeah, I love that breakdown of those three things. I mean, that really covers it. Um, I wanted to touch base on the internal for a second. You mentioned kind of referrals and, and cultivating that. Uh, one of the things that that we've done, and I've talked to a lot of chiropractors about, is a, a referral directory. And we just put together a uh, Google Sheet. But we actually have now uh, part of our Chiropractic Success Academy. It's a, a digital dashboard, so it's all in one place. And, and it's kind of like what you talked about where you mentioned – maybe connecting with some of the primary care physicians of your patients, that would be a great example of it. Or I use the example a lot, you know, if Mary comes in with some kind of shoulder issue and as the doctor is communicating with, with Mary, finds out she has a personal trainer, you know, John, and we 
encourage our doctors to uh, have that conversation and say, oh, would you mind if I reached out to your trainer and discuss what we found? We really want you to work out still, but we want to make sure we're doing it the right way. And, and usually Mary's very, very happy to give that information and actually um, impressed that we're going to take the time uh, to do that. And then from there, you cultivate that relationship with that trainer. Um, is that some of the stuff that you've also implemented for the, for the practice, things like that? Oh, yes. Well, that is a very important part. Um, that's something even when we're meeting with trainers is they want to know that they're going to have that line of communication too, mm-hmm. um, to know that we're not going to shut down their clients and tell them they can't work out. Um, but to know that we're going to work alongside them as trainers, we respect what they do. Um, and we want that communication. It's better for the patient or the client. Um, and just it one, it's going to motivate them to continue to seek care and also continue on their healthy journey um, with their trainer. So yes, that's a very important part. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's perfect. You know, and I always, when we talk to trainers, we, we make them aware that they are an extension of the healthcare and it's important that they're involved and uh, I, they really appreciate that. And it goes a long way. And it could be the same thing with a golf teaching pro, the tennis pro, obviously the doctors, the, the primary cares and orthos and things like that. And so that's cool that you, that you all do that and make sure you're um, cultivating those relationships. And it just adds, it, it's, it's a, it, it's a great combination of, increasing your network, but also providing a better patient experience. And, and that just uh, goes a long way for generating referrals from that patient too. I agree. It just speaks to patient care too. People want to be known. They want to you know, have their network of people that they trust. And if you can be a part of that, um, they'll appreciate, appreciate you so much more. And um, yeah, it just changes the patient experience, which is kind of our goal. Definitely. And, and that, I think as chiropractors, I mean, you know, you've, you've been in the ortho realm and, and I'm not going to say anything negative, I, but I've no orthopedist really uh, well. Also, I actually ran my practice inside of a group um, for a while and I saw it firsthand is they tend to have a poor patient experience. Even if the mm-hmm. orthopedic surgeon is a great orthopedic surgeon, there's just no friendliness in the staff. There's no great experience. They wait two hours in the waiting room. I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff going on uh, that is not ideal. Did you notice that when you switched from ortho to Cairo? I did. Yes. Um, I think I, I was at a very unique practice. I, I, we still work very closely with the physicians that I used to work with and they, mm-hmm. they were wonderful. They were really intentional about patient care, but you're right. There was, the, there were those long wait times um, in and out a little bit quicker. It's not the same experience. Whereas you come to a fit clinic, you know, we're with them one-on-one, you get 30 minutes, um, your first appointment's an hour. Like that's a good amount of time. You really get to know someone um, mm-hmm. We learn people's life stories and it is just a, a different experience. You know, your front desk person or in our case, our patient care coordinators, as we call them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just does become more personal and um, it does change that experience. You know, you don't feel quite so rushed and herded through things. Um, mm-hmm. So That's yeah, it's great. a diff- different animal. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, it's a little bit of uh, verbal gymnastics and I do the same thing, but uh, we don't call it front desk in our office. We, we call it like what you do. We, I think we do patient service specialists, um, yeah. whatever you want to do with it. Um, do you also have an active role in the communication of the person scheduling patients, answering the phones and things of that nature? Is that part of what you do or is that more of an operations someone else is responsible for? 
That would be more of an operations. There are some checks and balances. Um, we work very closely with that. Um, there are certain aspects of their their role that I probably play a larger role in, but I would say that's more our operations manager that kind of trains them on all of that. Um, and I, she actually used to be a patient care coordinator, so mm-hmm. she's got firsthand experience in how to manage all of that. It's um, perfect. Yeah. So that's kind of who you want doing that. No, for sure. Well, it's interesting because uh, I was listening actually to uh, the business made simple podcast today and they talked about, they're using this whole airplane analogy, but on one side, one wing is the marketing team, which that's where you would fall. And then on the other wing, the right is going to be the sales team. And then obviously in, in chiropractic practices, I don't think we necessarily have a sales person, but the doctor's playing a little bit of a role in that, but also that patient care coordinator is also playing a role mm-hmm. in that too. And, and if pe- people are calling, they have to know how to uh, sell to a certain extent, right? Like sell the services right. or this doctor does, you know, d- there's a lot to it. And so I didn't know if there was a, uh, someone else that was handling that part. So that's, uh, that's cool that someone is, and we won't have to dive too much into, <laughs> into that part of it. But um, I wanted to ask you a question regarding some of the, with the big differences between orthopedic and chiropractic, when you came over to FIT, what, what was the onboarding and training? I'm not sure what your background was of chiropractic, if you knew much about it before you started working for them, but how did they onboard you to become um, you know, where you're at now and how long did it take? Because if I have other practices out there that are listening to this and they would love to hire someone like that, what could they expect as far as making sure? Because I'm sure now after two and a half years, you can you know everything about everything that the doctors do and everything. And at some point, I'm sure you didn't know that. So what did that look like to get up to speed? Yeah. um, So I was actually a patient here as well before I started. Um, So I got to bring in that experience, which was great. And I think that's a a great way to start um, because I could speak from that perspective of, okay, this is, you know, this is what it feels like to get dry needling or um, this is what ART is and how it helps or, you know, some of my experience, I think that made it an easy transition to be able to talk about it. Obviously there is that onboarding of training, like, okay, um, medically, what does this look like? Or um, having some of those conversations. So say when I do meet with an orthopedic group, you know, I have those um, actual, like the education behind why we do what we do. Um, so there's definitely a time frame for that. I would say um, like shadowing um, the different providers in clinic is very helpful. Um, because one, you're, you're seeing how they interact with their patients. Um, so you can speak on patient experience. Um, but then also, obviously, you hear them talk. And so um, you kind of learn to communicate the way they would and you um, see what it is that they're actually doing. So I think that's a very helpful piece. Um, I wouldn't say there was a specific time frame for me or anything like that of, oh, you had two, I had two months of training and then like a month of like, we'll wait and see how it goes type thing. It was pretty fluid. Um, It was kind of where they needed me is where I would go and who I would follow. Um, But I think starting out as a patient created a very different learning experience for me. And then just having had um, a relationship with them from my other job, um, I was able to have some of those conversations beforehand because they were trying to market to me essentially when I was on the other end. Um, And so I kind of brought some of that over. But I would say more of your like, the onboarding, things like that would probably just learning more of the processes and um, 
yeah, just shadowing was very helpful. I'd suggest that for anyone that you bring on board, um, just having them follow you through your patient rooms. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Obviously, it did help that you were a patient. If you weren't, it could be a good idea for the practice to to go, have you go through the patient experience yourself, even if you're yeah. just an employee at that point and not a patient. So that'd be good. Shadowing is good. Getting to know the techniques and the conditions treated and all that's got to be mm-hmm. helpful. And obviously, you already had the background in marketing. So uh, that's that takes care of that part of it. So that's uh, good stuff. Let's take a break from today's episode and announce our sponsor, Propel Marketing and Design. I've known Darcy Sullivan for years and we've worked hand in hand on my websites. I don't trust anybody else to do search engine optimization. There's so much to it and she does a great job. If you're really going to get results with Google, you have to make sure your website is SEO optimized. And I really don't want you doing it yourself as a chiropractor. You just have to have this type of stuff done for you. There's just no way around it. And if you're looking to get more organic online traffic that pulls in new patients, Propel Marketing Design is currently offering chiropractors who listen to this podcast a free SEO website review. The free review will help you uncover methods that will improve your website and boost your search engine visibility. Head over to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor and schedule your free SEO website review. You won't regret it. She gets great results and your website needs this. Your search results need this. Head on over there to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor to get your free SEO website review today. Look, you've heard me talk about ChiroUp before, and I'll talk about them again. For those of you that aren't familiar with ChiroUp or haven't checked them out, what they are doing is amazing. I just love their clinical expertise and how they really help the chiropractor and help the chiropractor help their patient base, right? ChiroUp is an online platform designed by two chiropractors, Dr. Tim Bertelsman and Dr. Brandon Steele. They have nailed down the three things that chiropractors want and then created the resources to accomplish these goals all in one online system. Look, if you want to save more time, treat more conditions confidently, and grow your practice, then you need to try ChiroUp. Their subscribers love ChiroUp because the resources are practice game changers. I love them because I feel like we don't know how to create content sometimes and we struggle with ideas or feeling confident in what we're talking about and Cairo really helps solve that for you and you will love them because of their commitment to work with you and your unique practice goals seriously go to their website check out their plans and see what they're all about first time subscribers can get 15 percent off their monthly subscription with the code christy 15 that's christy 15 for 15 percent off your monthly subscription so obviously fit has multiple locations and then I saw on Facebook recently, I think you're in the process of building a, a new location. How many uh, locations are there currently? Yeah. So we have seven right now and then we'll have eight in March. Um, we're building a new clinic. It's set to open in March. So that's exciting. Uh, yeah. Lots of exciting growth. Uh, it was pretty crazy. We opened two during the pandemic, which is kind of unheard of these days, um, yeah. but we were able to do that and um, they've been doing well and that's been exciting. And then just being able to hire more providers and open this eighth location is is pretty great for us. So um, we're pumped for 2021, hoping for great things. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be a good year for, for a lot of us. You know, I, early on when the pandemic happened and I, you know, it's always 
gets annoying talking about it all the time, obviously, but it's such a real thing. And I know early on I was concerned for the profession, but it seems like we're doing pretty good overall. I talked to a lot of chiropractors and overall it, it turned out okay. And I think 2021 is going to be exciting. Uh, one of the things I did I actually took a note here when you were talking, um, how is your, and you don't have to belabor it too much because I don't want to, I don't want us to get into the weeds on it, but how much did your external marketing change during COVID? Significantly. It yeah. shifted a lot. Yes. So we ended up doing a lot more online um, and just kind of creating different relationships that way. So we did some interviews with physicians. We did biweekly interviews with some different orthos or um, physical medicine doctors in the area, just trying to build some of our relationships that way. Yep. Um, we spent a lot more time on social media um, versus before. We spent a lot of time blog like creating blogs, kind of your content, things that way. We did more Zoom um, presentations with businesses. So rather than going in, in and doing lunch and learns, we did them via Zoom. Um, it was a lot less hands-on, obviously. Yep. Um, anything we did do, it was usually outside. So we covered a couple um, baseball tournaments, softball tournaments, things like that. And we would go outdoors. But again, you're able to social, we were able to social distance there and um, easy, easier to kind of when you're breathing fresh air. So um that was, it, it was significantly decreased in what we normally do um, mm-hmm. and just had to shift a lot. That's good. And I'm sure you shifted. I know we did uh, a lot into the internal as well. We, we have a pretty strong internal marketing and do a lot with email and, and, and retargeting our patient base and such and, and trying to do a lot with that. Did you guys kind of focus inward a little bit? We did. Yeah. It was actually a great opportunity to kind of readdress some of those things that we've been putting off because we didn't have time to take care of them. Um, so we re- were really able to utilize that time well um, to improve things and yeah, to, to focus inward to, you know, start doing newsletters more regularly, um, you know, send out patient surveys, some of that stuff that we just hadn't had time to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting, right? It was, you, when you do a lot of things, you you find that there are certain things you're not doing that uh, are low hanging fruit, and they just get you know forgot about. But then when you we had so much time on our hands and couldn't go out and do stuff, it's like okay, now we can yeah. get back onto that. So that's that's great. Um, yeah. All right, so I was on a group text uh, with your docs, and they had mentioned that you're uh, doing a little bit of a focus on some post surgical rehab. Uh, what does that look like for fit and, and how are you going about uh, working through that? Yeah. So we have both physical therapists and chiropractors on, um, on staff at each mm-hmm. of our locations. So it's a little bit unique in that model. So it allows us to address that post-surgical side a little bit more. Um, we were finding, you know, we, we, are, we do really great at direct access. About 80% of our patients are just direct access. And so, um, we needed resources, one, but then also then having a place for them to come back to. Um, an ortho is more than likely not going to refer to a chiropractor for post-surgical care. Um, and so we've been able to kind of capture that by having both on staff, which is great. So our patients come back to us, we send them out and they come back. Um, but then we're also trying to focus more on how do we get those initial referrals. Um, obviously, ortho's they also are direct access. Um, so at least here in Kansas and Missouri, you don't need a referral from your primary care um, for most insurances. And so, you know, they can send wherever they want to. So how do you become the go-to? Um, so it's really what we've been trying to focus on this year of what are new ways to build those relationships um, and to build them well. And so it's, we're actually, you know, a trusted uh, referral place, not someone who just paid to be that referral place. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So even just kind of branching out a little bit, like what does it look like to potentially do bundled payments with an ortho group um, where following their surgery, you know, we have this bundled plan. Mm -hmm. um, how do you partner with some larger employers um, where the, we can work with an ortho group and then we'd be the preferred um, physical therapy for that employer. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of just different avenues like that. Obviously, one, just building relationships is very important. Um, getting to know the surgeons, um, knowing what they do so that we can properly refer, but then also what they like um, in their protocols and how they like their patients cared for, um, their different steps of rehab. Um, some physicians don't care as much, but some are very particular. So even just being aware of that and um, having that those lines of communication, mm -hmm. um, whether it's with their mid-levels or their medical assistants or athletic trainers, um, kind of knowing who to talk to mm -hmm. um, is also very important of just um, knowing that you can have that communication of, hey, thanks, John, for sending this person over. They are not doing well with therapy. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to let you know so that you're not mad at me when you're surgeries messed up, things like that, um, I think are very important. Like that's, it's a, it's a different side of things that you have to be able to do. It definitely is. And, um, do you, how, what would you say the, I mean, it's hard to give a percentage, but do a lot of orthopedists there have in-house physical therapy or is it not as much? Um, it depends. So because we're on the state line, there's different regulations for each state. So which um, not to interrupt you, but uh, it's just funny, like, it's hard enough to have seven or eight practices. But then I think to myself, how do how would I possibly do that in two states? Because it's just <laughs> completely yeah. different, I'm sure. <laughs> and I mean, most of the time, like the regulations aren't that different, but they are like yeah. Missouri is not direct access for a physical therapist. So they need referrals. Yeah. Um, but Kansas is direct access um, for orthos on the Kansas side. You can own um, a physical therapy clinic, but on the Missouri side, you can't. So on the Missouri <laughs> side, you have to refer out. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's weird things. I don't know percentage wise, yeah. a lot of, even if they, I would say, even if they don't own um, a physical therapy clinic, a lot of times they're located within the same building mm -hmm. or very close to. Um, so there's some of that as well. Um, so if they don't own them, they have a really tight relationship with a group that's essentially right there. Um, so you're kind of competing against that as well. Yeah, it can be it can be tricky for sure. But there's uh, I, I do believe a lot of the orthos um, are um, recommended that they give other options as well. So you could be yeah. one of those options for sure. So that's uh, one way around it. Another thing that I do it's it's a little tricky right now. But when I was younger in practice and, and really getting out there a ton, um, I used to actually sit in on some of the surgeries and observe yeah. and really get to know how they do that. I think right now with COVID it's probably tricky. But I yeah. think once things normal normalize, chiropractors listening to this should consider doing that. Uh, I sat on some great spine surgeries, shoulder surgeries. And, and even though I didn't have physical therapy and I knew they weren't going to refer to me post-surgical cases, I wanted to build that rapport with them. And then when they had those kind of soft tissue complaints or some disc-related issues that uh, traditional physical therapy didn't work, maybe they want to try chiropractic and stuff. And so that was how I built some relationships as well. Yeah. Shadowing is a great way to do it. Um, yeah. If you can sit in on surgeries or even in clinic, um, just following them around for a couple hours, you get to have great conversations and yeah, see how they treat. And most orthos, they're going to see a lot of low back pain patients and they don't really want to take care of them in all honesty. It's just, it's not a fun thing for them to do um, unless they're physical medicine and rehab or some sort of spine medicine. Um, that's not their bread and butter. That's not what they like to do. Um, so they're going to look for people like chiropractors or physical therapists to send to. Um, so yeah, 
shadowing is a great opportunity. Um, shadowing, lunches, breakfast, any sort of meetings you can do where you actually have the opportunity to interact with um, the whole medical team. I think so often people focus just on the surgeon um, and they forget like it's the whole medical team that they work with that you need to interact with. Um, if you can't get back past the front desk, like you're never going to get to see the surgeon. Um, and so even just, you know, building those relationships is important too. Yeah, it's, that's a good point. You know, a lot of people forget that with these ortho groups, it's, there's an MA, there's the, there's a scheduling coordinator, there's a, um, there's all kinds, there's another, there's probably two or three orthos in there. There's the front desk. There's a lot going on there and you need to work through that. And I remember when my office was inside of that ortho group, uh, I saw a lot of coffee deliveries, breakfast deliveries and lunch deliveries from, from reps. <laughs> yeah. And your, your MAs and your ATCs can be your best referral source. Um, a lot of times that's, who's going to end up kind of directing where the patients go. Not all the time. There are some surgeons who they have their go-tos and they will voice that, but some are just, here's a, here's a, general region. Here's five locations in this part of town for you. Um, and then your MA or ATC will come in and they can give more input. Um, and so those are, those are great people to get to know. So do you, are you solely focusing on the referral from ortho to PT? Or are you still doing a little bit of ortho to Cairo as well? Both. Yes. Okay. Um, it kind of depends on the position. Mm -hmm. Um, there is still some of that world of, uh, orthos, MDs not wanting to refer to chiros. Um, but I think we've been kind of able to break some of that mold and see that we are a little bit different in how we practice. Um, and so it has opened doors. Um, I would say it's a lot easier with primary cares um, to get them to refer to um, chiropractors or uh, more of your physical medicine doctors, um, things like that, that will refer to chiros probably a little bit more easily than some of the orthos will. Yeah, it's, it's, not to say it's not possible. I definitely have some orthos that sent to me, but it's not as much as you would, you would think, because the reality of it is, is that they see, you know, if that patient of theirs is not getting surgery or not getting injection, it's probably going to be a physical therapy script. And yeah. so they don't see the difference between physical therapy and, and chiropractic. And so that's kind of just where their, their training lies and, and where their trust level lies, to be honest. Uh, yeah. So, but I know there are some workarounds. Primary care is definitely a great, um, great one for sure. But uh, could you, you know, if you're like sitting down with a chiropractor and that chiropractor is asking you like, what should I do to really start working and cultivating that MD referral process? What, what do they do to, to really get that going? Yeah, I would say um, be particular in who, like do research and who you want to meet with um, and then kind of start small, start within your region. Um, obviously people will drive for orthos, um, but they're less likely um, to drive as far for um, like chiropractors or yeah. physical therapists because you're committing to a longer care plan. Usually you're going a couple times a week, um, especially if it's post-surgical or even just an acute injury, mm -hmm. um, you're going to go more regular. So I would say start within your region, um, do some research on people. Obviously if they're a DO, I'd reach out to them mm -hmm. um, in all honesty to start because they have um, more of that training. Yeah. Um, and most of them aren't going to do much manipulation um, as DOs. Um, and so they'll look for people elsewhere to do that. Um, and they're more familiar with it, which is great. Um, so I would start there. Um, and I honestly just often call the office manager and introduce myself and, you know, kind of tell a little bit about who we are and what we do and just ask if any of like, if there's a specific physician or whatnot that I want to meet with, just ask if they would be willing to do, you know, 
a lunch or a coffee, just a quick meeting and just start small. Um, don't ask for a big ask. Don't ask for an hour of their time. Just, you know, I'd love five minutes just to kind of talk, learn a little bit about what they do. Um, I always try to approach it from a, a place of we want to learn what you do so that we can refer to you. Um, within once that happens, usually, you know, it's more mutual. You get the opportunity to share what you do as well. Um, a lot of physicians will listen um, and will hear what you have to say. So especially if you've taken time to understand what they do and um, do a little background research before you reach out to them as well. Yeah, it's a good point. And I think uh, the DO is a great point. They they tend not to have uh, as much of a cloudy outlook on us as chiropractors because um, they get manipulation and they understand it. They have the training of it. So that's a good one. Have you had any, and I'll give my opinion on it a little bit, but have you had any success or have you worked towards podiatrists at all? We have actually, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, we've had a couple in the area that um, refer quite regularly to yep. us, which is pretty exciting. Um, I remember when I was in the ortho world, they did not view very highly of podiatrists, but mm -hmm. Um, once where I was on this side, that's a different story. So, and you yeah. actually learn like there are good ones out there and, mm -hmm. um, kind of like chiropractors, like there are good ones out there. Um, and so it's just, you know, yeah, I think it's a great option. They, they can do great work and, um, yeah, we've enjoyed working with them. So yeah, I know the profession really well and they suffer from a little bit of like what we do too. Oh. Right. And it's, yeah. it's, it's tough, but there's some really good, podiatric surgeons out there where they have a different level of training than the regular podiatrists we think of, of like ingrown toenails and stuff like that. Yes. Um, and the reality of it is, is if you get a highly trained podiatric surgeon, they've actually done more surgical training on foot and ankle than the orthopedic with the specialty of foot and ankle. Um, I hope you know, there might be some orthos listening to this. I might want to punch me, but that's, <laughs> that's just, I, I'm, I'm very, uh, I actually, my ex-wife was a podiatric surgeon, so I know it very well. And I get a lot of referrals from, from podiatrists. And one of the things that I think a chiropractor, like how I, my practice is very similar to fit. So we're very similar other than the fact we don't have um, in-house PT. I actually sublet space to a physical therapy group. So okay. it's a little bit different, but I think one of the ways you want to go into it with a podiatrist, one that does a lot of MSK stuff is they actually get patients that come in with, let's call it lower leg. Uh, usually in at least in the state of Florida, it's, it's really below the knee is where they can do stuff. They'll get patients with below the knee symptoms. And sometimes that patient calls the podiatrist with below the knee symptoms. And it's actually a referred issue from uh, rating and issues from the low back and a good podiatrist will know that and will recognize that and say, okay, this is not a foot and ankle issue. You have a lumbar spine issue. And so they need a good chiropractor, in my opinion, to refer out to. So you could really get into that particular podiatric group with that as your kind of introduction to them. Because if you go into it with like, oh, we treat plantar fasciitis, we treat shin splints, we treat Achilles tendonitis, all that type of stuff, they treat that too. And <laughs> they have a lot of things they do for that. And so it's going to be difficult for them to get it out of their office into your office because that's what they do. Right. <laughs> and if they get, if they're really, like I actually had some that send to me for stuff because they didn't get the results with what they do for say plantar fasciitis. So then they will send to us. So, but build that rapport first with maybe the lumbar spine stuff and go from there. Is that what you've seen a little bit of? 
Yeah, I would say we've actually probably had more post-surgical um, yeah. from our podiatry referrals than anything else. Um, I don't I don't know if we've seen much that has been lumbar spine, actually. I think most of it's just been their post-surgical. Well, stuff. I just gave you an idea. I know. I, I'm excited <laughs> for this one. I, yeah. Now, it's obviously, uh, if you have PT, it's great to meet with them because a lot of the podiatrists don't have in-house physical therapy like yeah. a lot of the orthopedists do, so they need someone to refer out to, so that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. That's exciting. It's just a, always love uh, getting the updates from fit and what they got going on. It's a, again, um, a lot of chiropractors don't realize what you can do when you really put a lot of effort into things and fits an example of doing it right, whether it's the type of doctors that they're hiring, the type of clinics they're running, the the collaborations, and obviously the marketing is is really first class. And it's good to, to get to know you and chat with you and see the the brains behind the marketing. Cause, uh, it's, it's always, uh, you don't know, you never know how it's happening and it's always good to get an inside look to it. So I appreciate your, your time today. Yeah. Thanks. This is, it's been fun to share about it. it. It is exciting to be a part of a company that is growing and is intentional about what they mm -hmm. do. And, um, I hope that inspires other people to do the same and really be intentional behind what you're doing for marketing. Don't just cast it out there and hope it works, but, uh, think through things, track things and, um, yeah, you'll see a, a good return doing it that way. Yeah, and I just want to lastly, I'll wrap it up, is I know a few of your chiropractors, uh, I know that you um, just do really good work. And so if there's any other young chiropractors out here, chiropractors looking for a job, obviously, you guys are always growing. And so it's a, a great, uh, we can call it a company at this point, right? To, to, <laughs> yeah, to, work, I think so. <laughs> to, to work for. So um, if anybody's interested in that type of stuff, or even picking your brain a little bit on business development, uh, how could they reach out to, to fit or yourself? Yeah. So uh, definitely you can email me. My uh, email is Krista at fitmjc.com. Um, so pretty straightforward. Yeah. And I'll put that in the show notes. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you for your time today. And I know we'll be talking again in the future. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Before you leave, make sure you check out our website. We've got blogs and podcasts and all kinds of great info at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com. We also have a closed Facebook group of the same name where a lot of like-minded chiropractors are workshopping ideas and making sure that we have this continual advancement of marketing, business, mindset, and just growth of your practice. So check us out, modernchiropracticmarketing.com and the Facebook group of the same name.